welcome you to Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. We're doing a series dealing with the promises of God, and today's topic is God Promises Freedom from Sin. We're going to discover today how to defeat the temptations in life that want to move us into sin. We're going to understand how to receive forgiveness for our sins and learn when temptation does become a sin. We'll see how we can receive God's promise from freedom of sins. That doesn't mean we won't sin again, but it does mean that God will set us free of the bondage of sin. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you again for your goodness this day. Pray that you would bless it, anoint it, and use me, Lord, in whatever way you desire. I ask the Holy Spirit to move in and take complete control of this podcast to direct me, to guide me, lead me through the information I've prepared, and help me to be led by the Spirit of God to speak to the needs of those who are listening in. I pray those who have listened in today, Father, that they would be blessed, that they would receive forgiveness of any sin, and understand how they can walk free, and understand how to identify temptation. I thank you, God, once again, for the opportunity that we have, and I'll give you praise for it now in Jesus' name. Amen. We have all sinned in our life, and we will continue to sin in some degree for the rest of our life. We are sinners from childhood. Have you ever seen a three-year-old child lie when they're caught eating cookies out of the cookie jar? Or have you ever seen a little child walk up to another child and steal their toy from them and say, that's mine? Well, that's called stealing. We've all seen little children sin, but that will not keep them from heaven should they pass early on in life. The sins I'm referring to are the ones that we must repent of in order to receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. In Romans chapter 3 and verse number 23, in the New Living Translation, it says this, For everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. You see, but then we have the opportunity to be forgiveness for our sins and to be forgiven and to receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. God declares us then as righteous when we ask for that forgiveness. And we promise to serve the Lord Jesus Christ the rest of our life. As a pastor, I have listened to members of our congregation tell me that they are challenged to believe that God has really forgiven them of their past sins. They may say that they lived a terrible life and they were constantly in sin. You see, I believe the best thing that we can do for them is to take them through the Bible and show them how God forgives our sins. You see, when we repent of our sins and ask God to forgive us, we should know right then and there that the devil is going to come after us and lie to us because his purpose is to kill and steal and destroy. So therefore, he's going to try and get us to say, well, you weren't forgiven. God can't forgive that. That was too difficult a sin. You held on to that sin too long. And he'll throw those things at us in order to make us feel that we have have not been forgiven of our sins. So we've got to rebuke him and say, I take authority over you in Jesus' name. Get out of my life. Get away from me and don't talk to me. And we get the word of God and we put that in our heart and our mind. So let me give you a scripture that's found. It's a Psalm 103. And it's one that's so powerful about King David because he committed a terrible sin and he suffered with it for a long time, but he got freedom from it. So let's look at that Psalm and see how David handled forgiveness of past sins. So in Psalm 103, in the New Living translation. I'm just going to read verse number three to get started. And David wrote these words. He says, he forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. In verse four, he says, he redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. We see David understood that and so must we. And then David writes now in verse 10, he's going through a challenge here. Obviously, we all do when we've sinned greatly and had a terrible season of sins in our life and we want to be forgiven from move forward. And those things will come back and bother us from time to time. Well, in verse 10, David says, he does not punish us for all our sins. You see, we've been forgiven. 
He says, He does not deal harshly with us as we deserve. Verse 11, For his unfailing love towards those who fear him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. Verse 12, He has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. And then the Bible tells us also that God then never remembers them. God forgets our sins. If we were to walk up to God and say, well, when I was 26 years old, I did this and I did that, God would look at us and say, what? You you did what? God forgets them. He forgets them. You think, well, no, God would know. No, in the word of God, it says that he forgives us and he forgets them and he removes them as far as the east is from the west. We've got to believe that and walk in that and live in that. Let's look at verses 17 and 18, New Living Translation. But the love of the Lord remains forever with those who fear him. His salvation extends to the children's children. Verse 18, of those who are faithful to his covenant, of those who obey his commandments. So we should never, ever question whether our sins have been forgiven. Once we repent of our sins, and I mean wholly and completely and totally, then God is faithful to forgive us of our sins and remove that from us, and he refers to us as righteous. These verses that David wrote, they go back after his sins with Bathsheba. He committed terrible sins there, and then he had her husband killed. He put him in a position that he knew that he would wind up being killed in battle, and he committed a great sin against God. So David had to deal with some pretty heavy stuff. So now we need to go back to when David had committed that sin right about the time that he did. And I believe if we read what David had to say, this will encourage those dealing with past sins. Those of you who are struggling and thinking, I just can't seem to be forgiven of them. Well, you can be, but I'm going to read Psalm 51 and show you what David did and how he handled it. Let's start at verses 1 and 2. This is right after he had committed his sins. Have mercy on me, O God, because of your unfailing love, because of your great compassion. Blot out the stains of my sins. Verse 2, wash me clean from my guilt. Purify me from my sin. You see, that's such a wonderful statement because he says, clean me from my guilt, because that's what the devil wants to say, that you're still guilty. No, you're not guilty. Once you've asked for forgiveness and it was real and you had a true repentant heart, then Jesus forgave you of your sins and you can live a good life and a wonderful life. And then David said in verse number three, he says, for I recognize my rebellion. It haunts me day and night. See, he was struggling. He was going through some really difficult times. But let's see as David held on how God helped him and strengthened him. Let's look at verses number seven, eight, and nine in chapter 51 of the New Living Translation. Purify me from my sins and I will be clean. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. Oh, give me back my joy again. You have broken me. Now let me rejoice. Don't keep looking at my sins. Remove the stain of my guilt. Let's go on to verse 10, 11, and 12 now. I love this because this is a very famous verse. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a loyal spirit within me. Do not banish me from your presence and don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and make me willing to obey you. Boy, there's a lot said there, isn't it? For those people who are struggling to get over the sins that they've committed, they've asked for forgiveness, but they still struggle with them, you need to get out the 51st Psalm and just read that and pour it into your heart and into your mind. And if you can just simply remember chapter 51, verse 10, listen to these words are so wonderful. Create in me a clean heart, O God. David knew he needed to be renewed. He needed change and that only God could do that. And he says, renew a loyal spirit within me. Other translations say a right spirit within me. And he says, do 
do not banish me from your presence. Meaning, you know, we've got to feel that God is always there. Sometimes people who have sinned and struggled with their sins struggle so difficultly that they can't even feel that they can even go back to God and ask God to just have a conversation with them or pray to God and seek help. But if we've truly repented and asked God to forgive us, then we then can have clear open communication with God the Father. As David says, do not banish me from your presence and don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Well, we obviously know we've got to have the power of the Holy Spirit living in our life. And then David said the most wonderful thing here. He says, restore to me the joy of your salvation. You see, we got to get back to that first love when we gave our hearts to Jesus Christ and our lives were just ready and open and willing to serve God. And then he says here at the very end, and make me willing to obey you. That's a that's a wonderful statement because what he's saying is I'm going to have challenges. I'm going to have things in my life that will come up against you and against me and I just need to be willing to obey you. So that's how I mentioned in the beginning of this particular podcast, we're going to talk about how you can stay away from temptation and, and turning into sin in our lives and simply is by making us willing to obey God and to avoid that temptation turning into sin and we can live a godly, righteous life for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Christ. After reading all that, what David went through and how he got the great victory, now we can understand how David dealt with his past sins. See, the key to receive forgiveness of our past sins is to let it go. Let it be. Leave it alone. Don't go back and try and dig it back up again. Don't go back and challenge it again. That's why a lot of people have difficulties in their marriages. When there's a challenge in their marriage and they're having difficulty, they have a tendency to argue about the past and talk about, well, you did this and you did that and and you're going to do this and you're going to do that again. And they keep digging up the past. We've got to forget the past and press on and move on and trust God for a great future and for a great hope that he's placed in our hearts. Remember, I said the title of this topic is God Promises Freedom from Sin. We could also say that God promises freedom from past sins that we try to dig up. Well, let's just not dig them up. Let's leave them alone. Let them lay there buried and move on with our new life in Jesus Christ. When God promises us freedom from sin, it doesn't mean we can live above it. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that God promises freedom from the sins that we've had. He places a condition on that promise. Remember the story of the woman who was caught in the act of adultery. And they she came running into this area and all the people wanted to stone her for her sin. And Jesus was there. And he told them, those of you who are free from sin, cast the first stone. And they all walked away and they left. And he basically said, where are your accusers? And he basically saying that you're, you're forgiven of your sins. And he said something that's so powerful. He said, go and sin no more. He was telling her, don't go back to that life. So that's the key. That's one of the conditions. That is one of the key, absolute, most important conditions that God places on the forgiveness of our sins is not to go back. But if, if we do go back and if we do commit a problem, if we do go into sin, God is faithful to forgive us. Those sins have already been covered, but I like to, if I've had a day where I've done something I probably shouldn't have done or thought about things I shouldn't have thought about or acted in a way that I shouldn't have acted, I like to, at the end of the day, say, Father, I just ask that you'd forgive me for any sins that I've committed today. I know it doesn't mean that, that I lost my, my connection with heaven. I was no longer going to spend eternity with Christ. But what it does mean is that I just want to start the new day with a with a clean heart and a fresh heart. Now we must, I believe, confess our sins and repent of them and ask Jesus to forgive us and promise to serve him. That's the whole purpose of receiving Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. So in Romans chapter 6, verse 23, in the New Living Translation, it says this, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And then in Romans chapter 10, verse 13, New Living Translation, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So I only added that in there to be sure that you let people know 
know, and be sure to receive that in your own heart, that once you ask for forgiveness from sins, they're forgiven, cast away as far as the east is from the west, never to be remembered again. You know, in the first part of this podcast, we see how to be forgiven for our sins, and we know God forgives us, and he will bless us, and he will continue to bless us throughout our life. But how do we defeat temptation from becoming sin? Now, I've talked a little bit about that in that scripture where David's made a wonderful statement. He says, and make me willing to obey you. What a wonderful statement that is. And so, therefore, we've touched that a little bit. But first, I think we must know that temptation itself is not sin. Some think that if they have any temptation, that they were already sinned. Well, I have to put it to you this way. The devil tried to tempt Jesus. And of course, Jesus never sinned. So therefore, temptation is real and temptation will be out there. But we need to learn how to defeat temptation. So I've got something here I've put together. It's what I call five ways to defeat temptation. Now, there's a whole lot more than five ways. But these five, I believe, are the ones that the Holy Spirit gave to me to share with you in this podcast today. Okay, number one, walk in the Spirit of God. Now, Galatians 5.16 in the New Living Translation says this, So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you you won't be doing what you're sinful nature desires. So we need to learn how to walk in the Spirit. Well, how do we do that? We walk in the Spirit by getting up and thanking God that we have another day. Just basically looking up into the heavens and say, Lord, thank you for this great day. We start off that way. We go out and have some breakfast. If you don't eat breakfast, then you have a coffee or whatever you might do. But I think we need to get a little bit of the Word of God in us. And I mean, that means getting a devotional. Get a a little devotional book, which is basically a daily walk with God, where you read maybe just one or two or three or four verses of Scripture and there's an explanation about how what that means in our life. So you get that devotion in your life and you start the day that way. Or you at least start with some type of prayer by asking God to direct you and guide you. That's how we start to walk in the Spirit of God. So we get up, we acknowledge God, we get into a little bit of His Word, or we get into prayer and believe that God is going to help us in that day and take us through that day and guide us through the things that we're going to be challenged with in that particular day. If we do that, we'll have a great start on defeating temptations. Number two, pray daily for others. Now, I said to pray, and that is just simply to pray and thank God for what's going on and for your day or whatever it might be, but I believe it's maybe even more important to pray for other people, those that you know need prayer, those that are having challenges and problems. If you lift them up, it'll keep your heart and your mind correct and on line with the things of God. Even those that you're having trials with, you should pray for those. You see, the Bible says to pray for those who despitefully use you and even abuse you. So therefore, we need to learn how to pray for those who are giving us a difficult time. You might say, well, that's very difficult. Well, yeah, I guess it can be. But on the other hand, if we want to walk in the Spirit, we need to learn how to pray for those people who've given us a difficult time in our life. If we do that, I'm telling you, you will see a major change take place. I know in business, I had a real estate development company for 20 years. My wife and I did. And I had some people that gave me a very difficult time in business. And the thing that I did to deal with them was I prayed for them. And I would say, Lord, just help them and help me to know what to say and how to say it. And basically just bless them and help them to give me favor with what we're going through and just would pray for them and ask God to bless them. And when I did that, things always changed. And I believe they always will. Okay, number three, avoid putting yourself into a tempting position or situation. If you struggle with alcohol, don't go have lunch at a bar. 
I mean, just stay away from one. I mean, they might sell alcoholic beverages wherever you go, but just don't go to a bar that's basically famous for their hamburger. So what? Stay away from that bar because the temptation of that alcohol could come back on you again. If you are struggling with, with gambling and it's something that you know is sin in your life and you just it's cat caught you and it's giving you a difficult time, then just don't go to a casino. I mean, those seem pretty basic, don't they? But in reality, a lot of people will say, oh, I'm test." no, they'll say, no, I'm going to go to a bar or I'm going to go to a casino because I want to test my faith and see if I'm above that. Why do you want to do that? There's no reason to do that. Just move on and stay away from those places. And I know that God will bless you and help you to defeat the temptations that are trying to come after you in your life. Okay, number four, focus on God's word. Try what would Jesus do in this situation. Try that. What would Jesus do facing this challenge, facing this angry person? You'll find that by looking in the Word of God. You know, our church that we attend now is going through a series of messages, and they're all entitled, What Would Jesus Do? And it talks on numerous subjects that we face in life. Well, in all honesty, I grew up in the church, and that was kind of the famous thing to say is, what would Jesus do here, and what would Jesus do there? But it's really very important to to think about that. And we find out what He would do if we focus on God's Word. If we just get the Word of God out, and we read what Jesus had to say about situations. For example, when Peter and him were talking, and Jesus was talking about forgiveness. And Peter boasted and he says, yeah, you know, Lord, I, I forgive people a lot. I, I forgive them seven times seven. So, you know, I'm good at that. I got that covered. And Jesus corrected him and said, no, no, you need to forgive them seven times 70. And so what he's saying is, regardless of how much you think you've forgiven, you need to continue to forgive people and move on. And so that is a word that Jesus gave us as to what he would do and how he would handle something. So if we want to stay away from temptation, that means battling, battling with other people, having challenges with other people, focus on God's word and see what Jesus would do and then do that in our life and we will be blessed. There's no question about it. Okay, number five, quote scriptures that strengthen us. Well, I'm going to read one that we talked about earlier, but I think I should read very pertinent right now. Psalm 51:10, where David said after he had sinned with Bathsheba and he had asked forgiveness for his sins. In verse 10, he said this, create in me a clean heart, O God, renew a loyal spirit within me. So therefore, we need to find scriptures that help us and strengthen us. For some of you, it might be Psalm 51, verse 12. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and make me willing to obey you. For others, it might be Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Whatever it might be, it might be Matthew 6, 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and then all these things shall be added unto you. Those are scriptures that have strengthened me and helped me in my walk with God. And so I believe that we need to find scriptures that strengthen us and give us hope, give us joy, and keep us away from falling back into sin. We can avoid temptation if we just enjoy our life. Enjoy our life and ask God to give us a blessing and receive that blessing, to rejoice in the Lord and to be at peace in our life and to know that God promises freedom from sin in our life. Here's a scripture I think that's so powerful, so incredibly wonderful, found in Romans chapter 8 and verse number 1. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving 
Spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. You know, in order for us to have the power to defeat temptation, we got to first believe that there's no condemnation on us. You see, once we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, all condemnation is removed from us. The devil wants to condemn us. He wants to attack us. He wants to come after us. But God's word tells us there's no condemnation. I believe that that no condemnation applies to our forgiveness of our sins, also to in our physical and emotional life and all the areas of our life where we need help. So therefore, we need to walk around and say, devil, there's no condemnation on me because I believe in Jesus Christ. I receive that and that's my promise from the word of God. So just get thee behind me, Satan, and leave me alone. Here's another scripture I think it's really good. John chapter 8, verse 36 in the New Living Translation. Jesus said, so if the Son of God sets you free, you are truly free. So if you're still struggling, you know, with this problem of past sins, you've got to take that word and claim that promise. The Son of God sets you free. You're free. You're free indeed. There's no other way to look at it, but you and I have been set free of our past sins. How about John 10.10? This is a good scripture that helps. It kind of go in, goes coincides, I should say, with Romans chapter 8 and verse 1, where there's no condemnation. John 10.10 in the New Living Translation says this, the thief's purpose, that's Satan, he's the thief, the thief's purpose is to kill, to steal, and destroy. But then Jesus is saying all this, and he says, but my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. In other translations say to give them life and give it to them more abundantly. So Jesus wants to kill and steal and destroy. He wants to condemn us. He wants to come after us. He's going to try and remind us of our past mistakes, our past errors, the things we've done wrong, the sins we've committed. But Jesus says, I want to give you a rich and satisfying life. I want to give you hope and purpose. And let me just wrap up these scriptures with one of my all-time favorites found in Romans chapter 8 and verse 28, where it says that all things were together for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So when we go through stuff in life, remember, they do work together for good for those of us who love the Lord and we're called according to his purpose, which means we're living with God's purpose in our life. So then we're challenged with things. When we have challenges in our life, we're all going to have them. We've got to remember they will work for good. There'll be a blessing somewhere. I don't have time in this podcast to share with you some of the things that I've had with that scripture. There were times that I went into the hospital and they sent me in there for overnight and I thought, Lord, I just don't want to be here. I just, I want to go home. I don't want to have to be here tonight. They say, well, just for observation. I'm going, well, I can observe myself in my own house. So I stayed there because the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, take confidence in Romans 8, 28, that all things work together for good for those who love the Lord and called according to his purpose. And so I said, okay, I'll, I'll just receive that and I'll stay here for this. And during that time I was there, I had an opportunity to witness and testify and speak incredible, giving incredible opportunities to talk about the love of Christ to a nurse who was from Vietnam and it evidently her parents and I were in Vietnam at the same time and our company was protecting the village that she was in. So think about that, how God made all things work together for good for those who love the Lord and called according to his purpose. In closing out this particular podcast, I think we need to just basically think about the goodness of God. We need to receive the promises of God and his promises of being so faithful to us and he wants us to be faithful to him. And his promise says that we are set free from our sins when we pray and we receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. We need to trust God and have confidence in his word and get into his word and read it daily and share it with someone else. We need to walk in freedom in his power, in the freedom of being set free from our sins. I pray that you will receive that promise and help others who need and desire 
the promises of God. Let me close with prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you once again for the opportunity I've had to bring this podcast at this time to those who are listening in. I pray you would bless them. For those who are struggling maybe with sins and the past sins in their life and thinking that God is just not there and he's never forgiven. Father, I take authority over the devil and I rebuke him in Jesus' name to leave these people alone. There is no condemnation in them who receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. So Father, I pray that you would bless these people and strengthen them and help them. And may they walk in freedom and walk in peace. And Father, those who who from this podcast, they, they knew all this stuff. They were aware of all this stuff. They have it in their life. I pray that they would use that in their own life to help other people to be set free from sin and know what it's like to be able to receive the promises of God from freedom from sin. And Father, I pray that you'd help those that maybe are struggling with various temptations in their life, whatever it might be. I don't need to go through a list. God, you know them all. So I just pray, Lord, that you would help them and give them strength to be able to face the challenges that they're facing. Those temptations are real, but God, your your faith and your strength and your spirit is stronger. And I pray now the Holy Spirit would be with them and strengthen them and be with them. Those who are struggling with alcoholism, Father, I pray they'd be set free in Jesus' name. And I believe that those who are struggling with unforgiveness, Lord, that they would be set free of that, Father, that they would ask for forgiveness from you and then turn around and give forgiveness to those who offended them and put all kinds of things up against them. I pray, Lord, that they'd walk in that freedom. Thank you, Lord, again for this opportunity, for this message, for this podcast, Lord, for this time, Father, to meet the needs of people who need to receive the promises of God to be set free from sins, past sins in their life. Bless them and keep them, I pray, Father. Thank you for it now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I hope this has been a blessing to you and been helpful to you. And I would like to just let you know that we're going to continue just for one more podcast on the promises of God. I believe this will be close to number 20 in this particular podcast series. And the next one, the final one in this series is entitled, God Promises to Protect and Comfort Us. Now, a lot of people don't quite understand what that means. I mean, they think maybe there's a giant angel at the front door of their house and maybe there there is. But bottom line, God wants to protect us in all the areas of life. He wants to protect us in our emotions. He wants to protect us in our health. He wants to comfort us when we're having trials and challenges. So I think this is a very important podcast on God's promises to help us, quite frankly, with all the other things that we've talked about in this series on the promises of God. So with that, I hope that you will tune into it and get your friends to join us and be a part of the promises of God to protect us and to comfort us. You see, in that podcast, we're going to discover how to experience the comfort of God's protection, the real deep spiritual and physical comfort, and how to experience the peace of God that passes all understanding. Now, we've all heard that a lot. We've heard that statement so many times in our life, the the peace of God that passes all understanding with God our hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. What does that mean? We're going to get into that, and we'll see in God's Word how His protection and comfort are provided and how we can then go out and get them and receive them. And I'm going to put together, I believe, a little five-step approach to how to walk in peace and comfort and know that God will never leave us nor forsake us and just make that a part of our daily life. So I'm looking forward to it. I think the Lord's got given me something very special to talk about, and I pray that you'll be blessed by it. You know, if you'd like to know more about Quality Christian Living, I'd like you to go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com. And when you pull that up, the front page there, the first page, there'll be a link on there that says link to podcasts and that'll take you to the 240 some podcasts that we've done since we started this a little over two years ago and there's a lot of topics it's not just 
all on the promises of God, although that's a great series. I've discussed topics dealing with finances, how to get out of debt, with business people, how to run a good Christian business. I've got stuff in there about the gifts of the Spirit and manifestations of the Holy Spirit and how to walk in the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit and how to operate in the gifts of the Spirit. There's a series there on how to deal with the issues of life in our families and a series of messages for veterans that'll help them. So there's a lot of things that we've covered in those podcasts and I pray that they would be blessing to you. In addition to that, when you look at my webpage, you can scroll down a little bit and you'll see several books that I've written, written that I think will be a blessing to you. One in particular, I think, that is needed right now for a lot of people is my book on faith entitled Receive Everything from What We Call Nothing. It's basically talking about the concept of calling forth those things that are not as though that they are. It's a book on faith and I believe that it'll bless you. And for other people who are struggling in their finances, I've written a book there entitled Experience the Joy of Debt-Free Living. And it's a step-by-step approach to help all of us live debt-free and know what it's like not to be under the burden of debts and obligations and under someone else hounding us for more money at horrendous higher rates. So I believe that that will be a blessing to you. So I'd like you to kind of look into that. And I think that you'll you'll find it very, very helpful. So I'm going to close this particular podcast because I think we've run out of time. And I think it's time just to uh, bless you and, and give you a blessing, I think, that will help you as you move forward each and every day. May the Lord bless you. And may he keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. Now may you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. I'm looking forward to the next podcast. I mean, I really am. And it's you might be thinking, well, if we're going to end this podcast next week on the promises, what's going to happen after that? Well, it's interesting, but I believe the Lord has given me a, a new podcast series that I think that will be of interest to a lot of people. I look back on my podcasts and looked at those where people are really listening in great numbers and some in lesser numbers and I've kind of looked at given a combination of lessons, I believe. We're going to call them success, prosperity, and abundant living. Now, it's very positive. It's going to be a very uplifting podcast series. I don't know how long it'll go, but I do know that that's the direction that the Lord's leading me, and we're going to talk about what is success, the good and the bad parts of it. We're going to talk about what is prosperity. Is it really real? Because I truly believe the most important prosperity is spiritual prosperity, and we're going to talk about abundant living, how to live a wonderful, godly life. That's what this podcast is entitled, Quality Christian living. It's living an abundant life. So I pray that you'll be blessed by that. So thanks once again for listening in. And so next time, may God richly bless you. And may you once again visit Quality Christian Living. I'm your host, David Friend. This was podcast number 240.